Hey, 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 cassettes, <laughs> welcome, welcome back to the Christmas Case Diaries. More like ho, ho, ho. Oh. Uh, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> We're three of Santa's elves learning everything we can about movies and TV and hopefully teaching you in the process. I'm Adam. I'm Marcy. I'm Robin. <laughs> oh. Hello. <laughs> welcome. December is in full force, which means Santa Claus is coming to town. Are you guys ready for Santa Claus? (laughs) Nobody ever is. (laughs) (laughs) The legend of Santa Claus has pervaded world culture. All over the globe, there are different versions of this magical being. And since the advent of motion pictures, many different versions of Santa have appeared on film. So many actors have put on the big red coat, which led us to wonder... Who wore it best? Yeah. (laughs) So, for Christmas this year, we decided to make a list, and check it twice, of course, (laughs) of our top five favorite Santas. The moment we started listing the Santas we could think of, we realized there were far more than we could ever remember. So, if you have a favorite Santa that didn't make the list, let us know. Yeah, Yeah, let us know and be nice about it. Yeah. yeah, if you are upset, then maybe don't, <laughs> you know, just keep you it to yourself. You can still tell us, it's fine. <laughs> yes, it's one of our famous ranking episodes. Yeah. We like to do these around the holiday season because things get a little busy and writing a 12-page <laughs> report on a movie are you just takes a little longer than people realize. So much. Are yeah. you saying this episode is a cop-out? <laughs> Never. Uh, well, you said it, and, yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like I don't have to now. <laughs> All right, so first let's talk a little bit about the origin of Santa Claus. Just a tiny, tiny, just, tiny bit. Yeah, just scratching the surface. This, just, this could be a whole podcast in yeah. itself. Yeah, <laughs> it really could. Legit. Not even just an episode. Like, mm-hmm. somebody has a show on Santa only. <laughs> yes. Santa Claus is known around the world by many names. Some of the most well-known are St. Nicholas, Kris Kringle, Sinterklaas, Father Christmas, and Papa Noel. These names and origins should not be confused with the Bellsnickel and Krampus. Yeah, Mm. we're not going to talk about them because we don't want to scare Adam. Not a whole lot. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. St. Nicholas is known to be the patron saint of many things, including children, sailors, ships, Merchants, pawnbrokers, and some cities like Moscow. Yeah, I think what's funny about saints is that they're always <laughs> a patron saint of a thousand different things. Yes. <laughs> it's never just one thing. They have no. to be in charge of a lot of stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wonder if when they first started, you know, naming saints and they had all these things that they needed a patron saint for. Yeah. Like, oh, well, we only have like six to pick from. So they get loaded with all these things and now that there are a now. lot more you know they well they, it's already that one yeah we can't just change it exactly yeah. nope nope yeah. so like like a brand new saint is only a patron saint of one thing but a really old saint <laughs> is the patron saint of like 20 things 20. <laughs> one of the most well-known stories tells of saint nicholas gifting three girls dowries in order that they may get married due to his generosity and good deeds towards children in life He became their patron saint and a popular bringer of gifts on his celebrated day of December 6th. 
Yeah, we yeah. used to celebrate this in Catholic school. We did. We would <laughs> we would put our shoes out in the hallway yep. um, or in front of the door. And St. Nicholas would put candy canes in them. Mm-hmm. Yep. It wasn't as exciting as it sounds. No. I I don't really like candy canes. <laughs> yeah, the one candy that was not. <laughs> just I, not yeah. for me. Yeah, but my parents would put better shit. Better stuff. Same here. You, mean, same here. you mean the real St. Nicholas? Yeah, yeah I'm the, sorry. The real St. Nicholas would come to my house yeah. and put chocolate in my exactly, shoes. Exactly, like Kit Kats and I would, Reese's. I would like to use, yeah. Good things. Yeah. Probably leftover Halloween candy. Yes. And <laughs> the St. Nick that visited my house was so considerate that he would often put the shoes on the steps for me if I forgot. <laughs> yes. He would you know, yeah. I think my Saint, the Saint Nicholas did that for me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So and it, yeah, sometimes it was shoes I didn't wear every day. So that way <laughs> that way they didn't the candy wasn't disgusting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or you didn't or you didn't have to like shake them out before you <laughs> ru- ran to the bus that morning. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you Saint Nicholas. Yes, thank you. For your thoughtful <laughs> very considerate of you. Yeah. It really it really was. As people traveled and immigrated to the United States, the celebrations followed, and the legends of St. Nicholas and the scary and shaggy Belsnickel became mixed to eventually become what we know as Santa. So the Belsnickel is kind of thought of as a companion to St. Nicholas. Yeah. He, he, in the legends, it's kind of like he comes one to two weeks before Christmas, and he knows who's been good and who's been bad. Yeah. And if you're good, he'll give you some candy. And if you're bad, you'll get a switch. You get beat. Or beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wait, a switch? Like a, a, like a Nintendo a... Switch? No, as no, in no, like, no. like you a know, bad switch. A rod like a, will a smack rod you in the butt. That your parents yeah. can use to smack you in the butt. <laughs> oh, yeah. fun. Or yeah. coal. But this is where the gift giving thing comes from. Comes from, from. yeah. From... He kind of was before the St. Nicholas we know mm-hmm. now. Krampus is much scarier, and mm-hmm. he does more he's awful like things. Santa he's kind of yeah, good, right? yeah. yeah. Snickle is not really good nor bad necessarily. Yeah, it's supposed to be a neutral thing. You get punished for being bad. You get rewarded for being good. It's mm-hmm. interesting because Belsnickel is the one that sounds like it could be like a creature. Yeah, like yes. the Belsnickel, mm-hmm. rather than the rest of them are names. Even Krampus <laughs> sounds like a name, a name of something. Yeah. But but Belsnickel's like, yeah. oh, there are many Belsnickels around the world or yeah. something. You know? I, I would argue, though, I feel like Belsnickel's pretty bad. Like, I, yeah. I know he's not supposed not to be great. bad. That's yeah. true. He is a little bit scarier because yeah. his face is typically covered. He's in fur. And if you're bad. And not red fur. He hits you. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and if you're bad three years in a row, he'll just eat you. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> this is over. That's when he turns into a Krampus. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Santa Claus, like the Christmas holiday, is an amalgamation of traditions and practices. And hopefully one day we will go further into detail about Santa's history. Yeah, one day. But not today. <laughs> <laughs> Much of the details that we have accepted about Santa Claus came from a Clement Clark Moore poem called A Visit from St. Nicholas. But two years before that story, there was the children's friend. It was notable for removing the religious aspects of St. Nick and associating him with the Christmas holiday. And here are a couple of the stanzas. Old Santa Claus, with much delight, his reindeer drives this frosty night. 
over chimney tops and tracks of snow to bring his yearly gifts to you. The steady friend of virtuous youth, the friend of duty and of truth, each Christmas Eve he joys to come where love and peace have made their home. Have made their hum. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. So let's get into the list, though. Yeah, let's don't, do it. Don't forget, we yeah we have a list here. <laughs> yeah, that we checked twice, so we need to go over it. <laughs> <laughs> Our top five favorite movie Santa, movie TV Santas, because yeah. there's a little bit of TV in here. Yes. So number five is Sandy Claus from the Nightmare Before Christmas, Woo! All 1993. Right. Woo! Yay! Sandy Claus. <laughs> If you need a refresher, The Nightmare Before Christmas was directed by Henry Selleck and produced by Tim Burton. It follows Jack Skellington, the pumpkin king of Halloween Town, as he faces issues with burnout and his own identity. Jack's purpose in life becomes reinvigorated when he discovers Christmas Town and attempts to give Christmas a try instead. Oh, boy, goofball Jack, what are you doing? Yes. Oh, my gosh. We talked about this. We did a full episode on this movie. Yes, we sure did. Santa's voice can be heard at the beginning of the movie during the initial narration. Since the narration doesn't return, it makes sense that it turns out to be a character in the movie, though this is not immediately obvious to the audience. We just hear this voice at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't know where holidays come from, you know. Where do they come from? <laughs> Trees, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus, or Sandy Claus, appears in this film after Jack Skellington visits Christmastown for the first time. However, the audience doesn't get a great look at the character until much later, when three trick-or-treaters kidnap Santa Claus and deliver him to the evil Oogie Boogie Man. Lock, Stock, and Barrel kidnap Santa so that Jack can take his place. In the, when mm-hmm. we first see Santa, he's just yeah. kind of like the shadow of Santa, mm-hmm. and that's why Jack's kind of like, ooh, he's scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it's very funny that Jack thinks that he's scary. Yeah. Because he kind of is. Yeah. You know, talking about him being the bell snickle and all that stuff. Yeah. But also the concept of this character that comes into your house once a mm-hmm. year and watches you while you sleep. And yeah, it can be very discomforting to a lot of children. <laughs> yeah. Right. And at the same time, I love that Jack sees everything through the lens of Halloween. Because yeah. that's all he's <laughs> ever known. Yeah. So everything must be scary in some way. And just, a, you know, they're just pronouncing Santa Claus incorrectly, but he just assumes Claus. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's a monster. Because that's all he knows. <laughs> I love yeah. that so much. Voiced by Edward Ivory, this is a pretty classic take on Santa Claus. Although Santa is generally depicted as a kind being that only wants to spread joy, The Nightmare Before Christmas gave us some more depth to the character by showing how he would react to being kidnapped. Although this version of Santa becomes more and more frustrated and possibly scared for his life, he never seems to really lose his cool and still recovers in time to save Christmas. I mean, it's a terrifying thing to be kidnapped, even mm-hmm. if even if it's a magical person who probably, without like being restrained by Oogie Boogie, probably could have done something about it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He would have been okay. But not just that, going into Halloween Town, which... It seems like Santa is more aware of the other holidays than Jack is aware of other right. holidays. Yeah, that's you know a good what I'm saying? Point. He yeah. seems a little more like yeah, like he's kind of knows what's going on. Right. Yeah. So he's not totally out of his element, but it's really nice that despite all those things, like anyone else in his 
position probably wouldn't have been able to immediately like, oh shit, Christmas is still tomorrow. Yeah. I have to go do it. <laughs> I still have to take care of that. Yeah. Edward Ivory was not in very many movies, but he was also in the film Nine Months from 1995, Rampage in 1987, and Blood Red from 1989. Definitely not the same <laughs> feel as a Santa. <laughs> no. The Nightmare Before Christmas is such a well-known and beloved classic. It's safe to say the film made a major impact on a lot of people. Although the debate whether it's a Halloween or a Christmas movie will never be settled, you'll find fans enjoying it during any season. It won the Saturn Award for Best Fantasy Film and Best Music. It earned Annie's for Best Individual Achievement for Creative Supervision in the Field of Animation and Best Individual Achievement for Artistic Excellence in the Field of Animation. Wow. Yeah. It also won a Blimp Award at the Kids' Choice Awards for Favorite Movie. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. The highest of honors. Yes. I wonder if Tim Burton got slimed. That'd be pretty great. Uh, Yeah. That might have been one of the ones they give away during commercial break. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) He couldn't be bothered to go. Yeah. He's like, "Mm, thanks. Yeah. A blimp. Though I would certainly display a blimp right next to my other fucking awards. Oh, Oh, my God. Yes. Absolutely. That would be uh, the highlight of my life (laughs) if I won a Kids' Choice Award. Yeah. So why did this Santa make our top five? We love the style of this film, and seeing a Tim Burton-style Santa is an automatic win. Although he has the classic characteristics of many depictions of Santa Claus, he's got a red suit, white beard, black boots, he still has the same unmistakable charm as other Burton characters. Before this film came out, you wouldn't find a Santa that looks like this anywhere else. Absolutely. Yeah. What strikes me is how like little his hands and <laughs> yeah. his arms yeah. and his feet are compared to the rest of him. Mm-hmm. It, it's like how how does his feet how does how do his feet even keep him standing? You know? Yeah. I wonder if there was a point in the designing of characters for this movie that they were like, We need Santa to be the the absolute opposite of Jack. Oh, mm. short and stout. So he's short and stout yeah. because Jack is the tallest and skinniest yeah, character so... in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like the most opposite we could think of without going too far beyond what the actual character. Yeah. Because people, you know, Jack Skellington is a new character for this movie. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus at this point already is, is very yeah. well established. <laughs> so they couldn't go too far, but it still works out within this universe. Yeah. It's definitely a Tim Burton character. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's kind of the opposite of the Halloween Town characters, you mm-hmm. know, like he's mm-hmm. totally, it's a whole different thing, but fits perfectly in the aesthetic of the movie anyway. Yeah. 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 This Santa is inherently good natured. He withstands being carried around in a sack and is essentially tortured by Oogie Boogie. But when he realizes it was a mu- misunderstanding and that Jack never intended for him to be hurt, he seems to forgive him almost immediately. He never hesitates to fix all the damage that the Halloween Town residents had made and makes time to visit them after delivering all of his presents. Aww. Yeah, it's amazing how nice he still is to Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, it was Oogie Boogie and the the trick-or-treaters who really caused him the anxiety and the harm, but it was Jack's fault. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he told him to do it. Yeah, he told them. He had them do it why yeah yeah yeah. he specifically said not to take santa to Mm. oogie boogie but i mean i feel like this santa if jack had just gone and actually talked to him rather than freak out because of his shadow 
went and talked to him and say like, hey, what's Christmas about? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Have a conversation with the Santa. He would gladly talk to Jack about it. Yeah. And, and shoot, maybe even let him help yeah. Yeah. with Christmas. But like just kidnapping him and trying your best, <laughs> having only known Halloween your entire existence, it's not the right. best. It's no not good. the best course of action. It's not a yeah. It wasn't like a great plan. Not, yeah. not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite parts of that movie is the real world aspect of it. When you know you, in the sense right, that you have right. the news anchors and, and uh, you know yes. this universe where Santa yep. is real, one hundred percent, and everybody mm. knows, mm-hmm. and they're all like kind of worried about Santa Claus because kids are getting these awful toys. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I love that. I love that. That's such a a wonderful little. Layer to the character. It's that classic shot from all the trailers where that kid is opening the box and then he just turns around to his parents holding that little head. Yes. Yeah. And the parents scream. It's yes. Like, That's classic. Oh. Because oh. the kid doesn't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> He's just horrified by it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we actually asked our Twitter followers for suggestions on their favorite Santa Clauses, movie, TV Santa Clauses. And Jacob, a friend of ours, suggested. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> My husband and, suggested yep. that Santa Claus from Nightmare Before Christmas because he said he was so fed up with the Halloween people, but he still gave them some Christmas magic in the end. A true Santa. That's exactly what Absolutely. we were saying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also partly responsible. I know Sally had a lot to do with it too, mm-hmm. but he's also partly responsible for reinvigorating Jack in, you know, his newfound passion for Halloween. Yeah. You know, yeah. by the end of the movie, because he's like, we'll make it the best Halloween we've ever had, you know, and he's not going to screw with Christmas anymore. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like if Santa had just like shunned him away, like don't ever touch Christmas again, he might have just been more upset than he started at the, you know, the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right. The next one. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> North from Woo. Rise of the Guardians. Woo. From 2012. This is a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rise of the Guardians is based on a book series by William Joyce called Guardians of Childhood. Every year, the holidays arrive, and with them, the protection of the immortal guardians. The guardians known as Nicholas St. North, E. Esther Bunnymond, Toothiana, and Sandman... (laughs) Spread light to protect children everywhere from darkness and despair. An evil spirit called Pitch Black plots to overthrow them by destroying the source of their power, which is the faith of children everywhere. Saving the Guardians is left up to a new young immortal by the name of Jack Frost. Yeah. This is such an interesting movie, an interesting concept. Yeah. It truly is. It's super cool. This film was directed by Peter Ramsey of DreamWorks Animation. Yeah, oh, a DreamWorks, DreamWorks animated yeah, movie. So. Voiced by Alec Baldwin, North is the leader of the Guardians and this universe's more secular take on Santa Claus. Yeah, I think Santa is pretty has come to a point where he's a lot more secular yes. than yeah. you know, but calling him Saint Nick kind of keeps that religious aspect right to mm-hmm. the character but him his name being north saint north it was nicholas saint north and mm-hmm. so that uh, he's not a saint the name saint is just in his just part of his name yeah so i think that kind of helps distance him from mm-hmm. yep although he is far from the traditional depiction of santa claus 
He is still dedicated to spreading love and cheer across the world and protecting the innocence of children. Yeah, he's not exactly, he's not your mama's Santa Claus. No. Is, that, is that what they say? <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. your mother's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a little different. Mm-hmm. I think he's got tattoos and everything. Yes, he's got oh, tattoos. Man. He's like buff. Yeah. Though this isn't the most popular DreamWorks film, we consider it to be one of their best works. The story is heartwarming and imaginative and encourages children to believe in magic, not just supernatural magic, but the magic within themselves. Yeah. It's very yeah. nice. It's a completely different way. It's not just, there are other movies where it's like, oh, Santa exists because children believe in him. Mm -hmm. They believe in that magic. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it. But there's a lot more to just like. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the whole power of these beings mm -hmm. comes from children. Right. So without children and their magic, then these things would not exist anymore. Right. Rise of the Guardians received the Vanity Fair International Award for Cinematic Excellence and the Hollywood Animation Award at the 16th Annual Hollywood Film Festival. The film also won two Annie Awards for Effects in Animation and Storyboarding. Yeah, we said, yeah, we've been saying Annie Awards a couple times. Yeah. Or we're going to at least mm -hmm. throughout yep. this episode. And Annie Awards are animation awards. They are very prestigious for animation. Yes. So it is a big deal when something wins Annie Awards. Yes. It's, imagine, you know, how prestigious we consider the Oscars, right? Yeah. The Academy mm -hmm. Awards are like your top movies of the year, right? The Annies are that for animation. Right. And so often the movies that win the top Annie Awards win the Oscar for best. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty common. Yeah. So why did North make it to the top five? Out of all the entries on this list, North is the most unique version of Santa Claus. Generally, we see an older and less active version of the character in cinema, but here we see a buff Santa with tattoos and a Russian accent, which makes sense because St. Nicholas is a patron saint of Moscow. Yeah. Yeah. As we mentioned before. <laughs> <laughs> this Santa is much more active and unafraid to use weapons to protect the things he loves. It's important to see a different take on a character because it shows that even though someone is unconventional, it doesn't mean that they are any less than someone who is traditional. This Santa thwarts tradition and conventional standards. Every story that includes a Santa storyline begs the question, how does he keep track of all the children and bring them toys in one night? The universe in Rise of the Guardians answers this question with a combination of advanced technology and magic. The approach feels rooted in our universe, so audiences find it easier to comprehend. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is kind of a relatable Santa yes, for us. Yes, it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, we see it and we're like, oh, okay, he uses science. Mm -hmm. Science fiction, but, you know, right. we kind of get this idea. He has this globe with lights that tell him where all the kids are. Right, and, and there are... Like, the elves aren't just making toys. There are some elves monitoring these things. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it's a huge operation when you think about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In order to yes, get this it done, it couldn't just be making toys and then that's it. There's so much involved. Yeah. And this yep. does a great job of kind of showing how that might work, especially kind of grounded in our idea of how it could work. You yeah. Know? It'd exactly. be something like this. Mm-hmm. Rise of the Guardians provides a completely different perspective on Santa. 
We're used to seeing him as he delivers gifts and interacts with children. In this film, we see him amongst his peers, the other Holiday Guardians, which adds another layer to his character. There are even some comedic moments when he clashes with the Easter Bunny or gets frustrated with his bumbling elves. Yeah, this yeah. is so cool to see him among other holiday figures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because here it's he's not like the top dog necessarily. He's their leader, but you've got yep. people challenging him right. and talking he to fights him with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, <laughs> right. The, because the other holiday or the other guardians are not any less important to mm -hmm. children than he is. Right. Yeah, he may be the favorite among a lot. <laughs> He but brings that, toys, I mean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean children get joy from Easter. That doesn't mean children get joy from putting their baby teeth under their pillow and finding mm -hmm. coins in the morning or something like that. Any any kind of thing or or dreams when you talk about Sandman, like yeah. it's a huge part of children's lives, right? Yeah. Oh, Imagination yeah. and that kind of stuff. So it's really cool to see him on a level with other characters like that yeah. who can see eye to eye in that kind of way. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's nice. It's, it's there's a lot, a lot of camaraderie, and just you feel like because you know we see Santa with his elves often, and that just seems like he's in charge of them. Mm -hmm. He's their boss. It doesn't yeah. really seem like you know they're not on the same no. level. And I really like also how he helps other holidays. Like there's points in the movie where it's not fully about Christmas. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some problems happening with each of them. Yeah. But they all are there to help each other. It's not just yeah. about the one important holiday or whatever. I think it's really key that the movie does not take place at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we don't see him doing the Christmas thing. Right. Because yes. we've seen Santa do the Christmas thing millions of times. Yeah. What? Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of cool to see him with other holidays. Right. This was another Twitter suggestion. Yay. Yay. You guys really know how to pick your Santas. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. Yep. Yep. Mike's and Beers said, gotta go with the Santa with the swords. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he does have swords. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah pretty it cool. is really cool. Yeah, he's not this old man just sitting, tossing back cookies. Like, right. He will protect you. <laughs> okay, you guys ready for our number three pick? Oh, here we go. Santa Claus from Year Without a Santa Claus in 1974. Yay. Whoa. Based on a book by Phyllis McGinley, The Year Without a Santa Claus follows the story of a sick Santa Claus, played by Mickey Rooney, who may not be well enough to deliver presents this year. His doctor even tells him that he should stay in bed because children don't really believe in Santa anymore. <laughs> How sure. Dare That's he. so rude. Excuse wow. me, you're just my doctor. <laughs> I don't need your opinions. Yeah, yeah. Excuse <laughs> you. Mrs. Claus takes action into her own hands and sends two elves with a reindeer out into the world to find Christmas cheer. When they run into some trouble, Santa heads out after them and discovers that the world still cares about Christmas. Yeah. Aww. I love it so much, and I will say 
if we were to do a Mrs. Claus list, yes, definitely one of She'd my top ones. It. She'd I be love, number one, I think. Yeah, yeah, I love this Mrs. Claus. <laughs> yeah, she's such a go-getter. Yeah, she's yeah. like, this is ridiculous. He's like, oh, no one believes in me. That too, and she's like, okay, this is ridiculous. You're yeah. out of your like, mind. Yeah, what I, the heck? I'm, I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna find somebody who believes in yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. She even considered being him. Yeah, right? yeah. Out of fake beard, she'd yeah. probably be. No one, good. no one's supposed to see him. I anyway. was just gonna say that. Yeah. Nobody's. <laughs> meant true. to see him so she <laughs> shouldn't point. be caught yeah yeah of all the rankin and bass stop motion specials this is one of the most beloved it included songs by jules bass and maury laws most notably the heat and snow miser songs oh yeah i, I mean <laughs> the songs yeah like Love. i mean yeah i will listen to them any day of the week mm-hmm. those are good <laughs> the special was written by william j keenan and animated in Japan, like the other Rankin and Bass specials. Oh, yeah. This is a special that returns every year during the holiday season and inspired a sequel special starring the Heat and Snow Misers. You'll also find their merchandise in stores at Christmas time. Yeah, little Heat Miser and Snow Miser dolls and stuff like that. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Mickey Rooney, during his lifetime, was in over 300 films, from silent films to Breakfast at Tiffany's, to Phantom of the Megaplex. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty wide range. Yeah. <laughs> he also voiced Santa Claus in three other Animagic specials, including Santa Claus is Coming to Town. So it's probably okay to say that this version of Santa is the same one that appears in the other specials of the Rankin and Bass universe. However, we chose the Santa from this particular special because we liked seeing the side of him. Usually Christmas movies are all about children losing their faith in Santa, but this special was more about Santa losing faith in the world. Yeah. It's it's yeah. very true. It's a great twist on mm-hmm. the the formula, really. Yeah. Cuz you know, you kind of think it's going to be about that. You kind of think, yeah. "Oh, the children don't believe in him anymore and mm-hmm. you know, they're going to go out and get kids to believe." But really when he goes out, he sees that people still believe in him and they still believe in Christmas and he, he's the one that needs to be convinced that Yeah. Like Yeah. People still do. Yeah. He yeah. lost his faith in them. Yeah. Cuz that freaking doctor <laughs> Yeah. It's like, dude, he's just got a cold. He lives at the North Pole. It's gonna happen. You don't need to be so mean. I know. <laughs> like, who was this guy? <laughs> I know, right? Plot, a plot guy, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> this Santa Claus is relatable and hardworking. He seems more mortal than other depictions because he has fallen ill. Yeah. Yeah. Santa being sick. Yeah, he sounds like a human, not mm-hmm. immortal. More often than not, Santa is depicted as a supernatural being capable of looking in on children at any given time to see if they are behaving. This version of Santa, however, doesn't seem as powerful. He obviously doesn't look in on the kids because he didn't know that the kids still believed him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's the Rankin and Bass specials, not just this one, but all three that we mentioned with this Santa, do a great job of kind of showing the operation. Mm-hmm. Similarly, yeah. similarly to Rise of the Guardians, but not to the same level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's much more down-home little operation santa that we mentioned right right yeah. where he's just got a stable with the reindeer and like a workshop 
and that's it. Yeah. And it seems so much more believable that it could just be somebody doing it. Yeah. And knowing in the other Rankin and Bass special about Santa Claus, you learn about his origin. Yeah. And how like, his family of toy makers that he yep. comes from and all yep. that stuff. And so you can see it's a little more human. No matter how awful the Santa feels, he's never angry or upset with anyone. Sure, he feels unappreciated, but that makes him sad more than anything else. And who could blame him for wanting to cancel Christmas? None of us want to go to work when we're feeling sick. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And not only that, but if you don't feel like your work is achieving anything, or you don't don't take any pride in your work or appreciate it. Yeah. Exactly. This version of Santa also really seems to enjoy his job. Sometimes we get the sense from other versions of the character that he feels like he's doing the world a huge favor. But here, it seems that he gets as much out of Christmas as anyone else. I feel like sometimes there's a little bit of a grumpy aspect to Santa Claus. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it, you Mm -hmm. ungrateful little, you know, know, because it's a thing. It kind of, you get that feeling from him, but this is like, no, I love to do this. Yeah. This is my calling, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, we're going to take a quick break to listen to the trailer for our other show, BCD Presents No Small Parts, which you can find on any podcast player. When we think about our favorite movies, what characters come to mind? Usually it's the charismatic lead, or the quirky best friend, or the maniacal villain. But what about the characters that pass through the story in relative obscurity? Sometimes they don't have names, and they may not even have dialogue. But even if these characters go largely unnoticed, their parts might have altered the course of the film. Through this show, we're uncovering the stories of these background heroes by assigning them identities. These are original stories about non-original characters, profiles on people you don't remember from the movies you'll never forget. And in the end, we'll seek to prove that screen time and number of lines are inconsequential. In all our favorite films, there are no small parts. So, number two. Already number two. Wow. It was quick. Yeah. All right. Klaus from Klaus, 2019. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> definitely the newest Santa on this list. Yes, yeah. definitely. Directed by Sergio Pablos and Carlos Martinez Lopez, Klaus is a Netflix original that follows the origin story of Santa Claus, known in this universe as Klaus. The story initially follows Jesper, the privileged son of the Postmaster General, as he's banished to a cold and freezing island called Smearinsburg. While there, he meets a toy maker named Klaus. Because he needs to meet a quota of 6,000 letters mailed, Jesper convinces the children to mail Klaus letters so that he will deliver toys to their houses. Because one act of kindness always sparks another, Jesper and Klaus end up changing the lives of everyone on the island. Yes, this is it's, a very sweet, heartwarming it's story. very sweet. Yes. yes, and if you have not seen it, just skip ahead a little bit in our episode because we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be... Hit the forward Spoiled. 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like 20 times, maybe. Yes. Actor J.K. Simmons provides the voice of the stoic and kind Klaus, 
a toy maker isolated in the woods. This version of Santa is more unwitting than others and is somewhat of a reluctant hero. Early in the film, it's clear that he wants to make children happy, but Jesper pushes him to start making new toys again. He is such a pure soul and he just wants people to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's not I'm going to be Santa Claus. Like that's not yeah. his no. ambition. Yeah. Nope. He doesn't, you know, it's yeah. just a, he's, he's making kind of... bird houses and flinging them into the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't even know that the kids are so sad in this town. Yeah. He mm-hmm. lives like on the so clear far. other corner of this island that he doesn't know. And finally, when he sees the drawing of that kid mm-hmm. who is sad at mm-hmm. the top of his house, you know, only then does he even realize what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a child that draws a picture of themselves in their house, and it yeah. looks like they're in prison. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. the drawing gets to Klaus, and when Klaus sees it, he's moved to make a toy for this child and then delivers it mm-hmm. because it's like, Oh my gosh, this poor kid. Like, How many oh. other kids here are like this? And it, it, this is a very dreary town. Mm-hmm. There's feuding families. People are fighting a lot. Yeah. It's not great. No. Simmons, J.K. Simmons, is famous for several character roles like Tenzin, The Legend of Korra, and J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man films. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he is. He's a great actor. He's in a lot of stuff. So Klaus won the 2020 BAFTA for Best Animated Feature and also received several Annie Awards for Best Animated Feature, Character Animation, Character Design, Directing, Production Design, Storyboarding, and Editorial. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> Is it good? There's a lot Cleaned of awards. Yes. yes. And the fact that it won Best Animated Feature at the Annie's is a big yeah. deal. Because, you know, I think the next year the winner was Soul, mm. I believe. Yeah. It was also nominated for the Oscar for Best Animated Feature, and it unfortunately lost to Toy Story 4. Uh, um, yes. Klaus is better than Toy Story 4, everyone. I don't want to upset any, any yeah. people who are super into Toy Story and Toy Story 4. It, it is a good movie. Klaus is just beautiful. It's honestly, so it's beautifully beautiful. animated, and it's interesting and fun. So check it out. Number two on our list is pretty high, especially for a character that might not be as well-known or established as some of the other entries. He's not been around as long, so some people might not be familiar with him. Yep. But we chose Klaus because we love how human his story is and his immense generosity. When Klaus first delivers a gift, he does it solely because he saw the sad drawing of a child and wanted to cheer them up. He stays back and watches the child open the gift, and we can see how much it means to him that the child was happy. That's the whole thing. Yeah. It's just nothing in it for him nope. except for the happiness of this child. Yeah. And that toy frog <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> so cool. So I know cool. it's so neat. I would love a toy like yeah. that. Yes. That's, That's amazing. amazing. And it yeah. jumps around and gets the two feuding families to start getting together. And it's yes. just so cute. And the fact that he insists on watching every child open their gifts. Yeah. He just, that's all he wants is just to see the joy on their faces. And that's, that's, that's all he wants. One of the most appealing aspects of Klaus is that he's a regular man and not a supernatural being, to begin with anyway. Hmm. He uses his craft to bring joy to other people, inspiring others to do the same. We just talked about yeah. this, talked about how cool it was that, you know, the last Santa seemed so 
like so like a regular person. Yeah. And I mean, Klaus even more so. Yeah. Right. We get to know Klaus's ups and downs, the things that he's faced mm-hmm. in his life. Mm-hmm. All of this different stuff that's going on. Some real sad stuff, too. Yeah, Yeah. and he feels so human, you know? Like, it's just, and and this is just a person Mm -hmm. doing these wonderful things. I feel like he's a little bit of a combination between our last two. Yeah. He's he's this buff dude that's not a typical looking Santa, you you wouldn't think of him as a Santa Claus necessarily, with the humanality of the the last one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And you're watching it and you're like, well, I'm a person too. Yeah. So I guess maybe I could do this. You know, maybe I could do something like this. Maybe yeah. maybe not on this grand of a scale, but, you know, <laughs> I, I could make people happy. Right. The idea that giving is the important thing, right? Yes. yes. Anyone can do that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be Santa Claus to do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Klaus is reclusive and uninterested in making friends. But throughout the film, we see the character open up and grow. And it's because others are willing to help that he becomes Santa Claus. Yep. Yeah. We see the character change and grow throughout the movie, which is really special. Mm-hmm. You know, because Santa is often a one-note character. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And not really somebody who changes over time. So it's kind of nice that this is a, a dynamic character. Mm-hmm. Near the end of his mortal life, Klaus embodies the spirit of Christmas so much that he becomes Father Christmas. It's seemingly a reward for a life well lived, and he can continue to spark kindness across the world. Oh. It was the piece that I never expected when I watched this movie the first time. <laughs> yeah. Because I just thought it was going to end when they just, the operation is now a thing and he's Santa. Yes. Yeah. And there it is. I thought the movie was going to stop, but then the whole thing about him, you know, years later. Yeah. You know, obviously he gets old. Yeah, because he's just a person. Yeah, yeah. He's just a normal guy, and he gets like whisked away by his wife. Yeah, the spirit yeah. of his wife sort that of. never really yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of it kind of us. You're kind of led to believe that's what it was. Yeah, and how she's kind of guided him yeah. throughout the whole movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's great. It was so unexpected, and I loved it very much. This was actually another Twitter suggestion from our friend and listener JD Gravit. Yay. Hey. Yeah, JD, thanks for answering. Yeah, and we agree. We agree with you. And one other thing I do want to mention about this movie Mm -hmm. is not only the origins of this character specifically and Santa, but it does talk about a lot of the aspects of Santa that we know about, like him knowing when you're sleeping and whether you're being good. And it's like, you know, kind of a trick for these kids but then it became a thing yeah and now we think of like if you're naughty you just get cold for christmas that kind of thing i love how the movie explains all of these different aspects of christmas and yeah and what santa's all about i'm a sucker for origin stories so anything that explains the origin of something even if they just made it up you know i don't even care i love it i love origin stories and when i was a kid and I, i remember i asked my brother if santa claus was real and he told me, he said, Santa Claus is real, but he's more like the spirit of Christmas. You know, he's not like a guy, you mm-hmm. know, like he yeah. just kind of. And I remember that explanation made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And so I was like, cool. OK, I get it. That makes yeah. sense. And the end of this movie feels so much in line with that yes. explanation that it yeah. really, you know, I really connected with that because it was like, oh, that's 
I see. That's yeah. what they told me when uh-huh. I was a kid. So mm-hmm. there he is. <laughs> so I love it. I I love Klaus. Yes. And finally, Ooh. our number one pick, oh. our favorite movie Santa, is <laughs> Chris Kringle from Miracle on 34th Street. Yay! The 1947 version. Yes. Yes. That's important. We have to specify. (laughs) Not that the other one isn't good. The other one is great as well. Yeah. This Christmas classic follows Doris Walker, a no-nonsense single mother with a young daughter named Susan. While Doris performs her job as the manager of the famous Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, a kind old man approaches her and points out that the Santa Claus hired for the event is intoxicated. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Doris invites the kind older man to fill in as Santa, not only in the parade, but during the holiday as the Macy's store Santa. Chris Kringle, as he calls himself, is not only a hit with the children, but also with adult customers. He truly embodies the spirit of Christmas by helping them buy gifts, sending them to other stores to find them. Soon, it captures the attention of the store that Chris believes that he himself is the real Santa Claus. This issue gets overlooked until Chris assaults the resident psychologist with his umbrella, causing him to get sent to an institution. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is a kind of a complicated movie. I feel like we have to explain a lot of stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All this leads to a public hearing where Chris's lawyer, Fred Gailey, must defend him by proving that he is indeed the real Santa Claus. Ah. Ah. All right. Christmas magic. Interesting. Yeah. Christmas magic and the law. (laughs) Exciting Ah. shit right there. It really is. It's, again, something that you just don't see in Christmas movies. Nope. Yep. Doris's daughter, Susan, has never believed in magic before. But Chris convinces her that magic is real, saving Christmas for at least one child. While this version of the character was played by Edmund Gwen, there was a 1994 remake starring Richard Attenborough. Mm-hmm. Since it's the same character, we felt it was worth mentioning. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, same character. So, you know, you could say yeah. Richard Attenborough is, yeah. counts. Yeah. If you, prefer, if you prefer the new one over the old one, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Gwen won the Oscar for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. He also won the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor. Nice. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. That's really good. He deserved it. Yes. Absolutely. Miracle on 34th Street is a tradition for many families during the holiday season. It's heartfelt and engaging. A warm Christmas classic that's also a legal drama. Count us in. Yeah. yeah. My family watches this every year on Thanksgiving. The past couple of years haven't been able to do that mm-hmm. yeah. for reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but usually every year on Thanksgiving, we watch this movie and I love it so much. Yes. And we talked about it for a Thanksgiving episode. We did. A while ago. The film also won Oscars for Best Original Story and Best Screenplay. Finally, it also won the Golden Globe for Best Screenplay. So it's a super awesome golden classic that yeah. everyone loves. It is, and it's on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. That's right. Yeah. So this might be a little bit of a, a spoiler for our process. 
But when, we, <laughs> but when we set out to make this list, we knew from the beginning that Chris Kringle was going to be number one. Yeah, yeah it was. To, I mean, there was no just, doubt. I think all right, everybody, I mean, we were just all like, okay, yeah, okay, it's Chris Kringle. Top five Santas, right? Okay, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, number one. Who else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty much. <laughs> the yeah. we're like, okay, let's list all the other ones, and then we'll put them in the spots. Yes. <laughs> Throughout the entire film, all the way until the end. The audience doesn't actually see any proof that Chris is Santa Claus. We don't see him perform magic or visit the North Pole. We only see what the other characters see. And yet, we're on board the entire time. Why? Because this character is so pure and believable as Santa Claus that it almost seems impossible not to believe him. This is something that occurred to me while we were, I was writing the episode, and I was just thinking about it. Like, you know... There's never a time in this movie where we see any more proof than anyone else that he's Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah. You know, in a lot of these movies where it's like, oh, is he the real Santa? The audience has seen something that that the other characters haven't seen. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we know definitively already that the character is Santa Claus, blah, 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 blah. But in this movie, everything that we're seeing, all that evidence is the exact same as everybody else in the movie. But, you know, watching this as a kid growing up and, you know, watching it now, it's just you don't even deny it for a second. You, you're no. like, oh, yeah, that's Santa Claus. Duh. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially in comparison to all the other Santas yeah. throughout the movie who yeah. are just the worst. <laughs> Except Alvin. Alvin was a yeah. great Santa yeah, Claus. true. Yeah. Oh. This Santa is one of the most wholesome we have ever seen. He has a genuine personality and a great sense of humor, and doesn't get frustrated or upset when people don't believe him. Nope. He just Mm -hmm. expects them not to. That's right. Yeah. Sure, he's got some old school ideas for punishing naughty people. The umbrella might have been a little (laughs) out of line. (laughs) Maybe maybe don't Uh, hit somebody with an umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But in 1947, parents were spanking their kids harder than Chris hits that man with the umbrella, so... Yeah. We're not saying either is right. No. But we're just saying we're just in saying context of the, 1947, yeah. it's not <laughs> yeah. unheard yeah. of. Chris's interactions with others are heartwarming and memorable. He helps many different characters, from Alvin the janitor to Susan Walker. Yeah, pretty much everywhere he goes in this movie, he in every scene, he helps somebody. Yep. He is able to change those around him for the better with a simple act of kindness like listening to people and gently guiding customers to where they can find toys so that their children have a happy holiday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was one of the big plots in the movie. Yes. And it's just a simple thing. Yeah. This store doesn't have it, but I know where you can get it. He's got a little notepad. He like flips it open. Yep. Which I think is cool. The idea, you're kind of wondering about it too. You're kind of like, why is Santa keeping track Mm-hmm. of where these toys are sold mm-hmm. yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like, it's not even just that he's delivering or having the elves make toys. Yeah. Like, that's not even just like what's going on. He's also, you know, fi- figuring out where the toys are sold yeah. right. and maybe buying them or like, you know, he, his plan was to get parents to buy those toys for their kids. Yeah. yeah. So he may not be creating all of that himself, but he's just the, the spirit of it. He's the guide for yeah. parents to mm-hmm. make it as good as he can. Yeah. Whether or not people believe he's the real Santa isn't important to Chris. Instead, he just wants to help those around him and only tells them that he's the real Santa because he's just an honest person. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. He just, you know, people yeah. ask him who he is and he just says, well, well, this is who I am. Yeah. I'm he's not Chris Kringle and yeah. that's that. 
He's not going to say, oh, I'm John Doe. And yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he genuinely helps everyone. Yeah. Like, because of him, Fred Gailey now has, like, a bunch of publicity. Yeah. And people are going to hire him to be their lawyer. And now they're, like, together, yeah. you know. They can afford a house. Yeah. He <laughs> legitimately, yeah. Like, he legitimately brought this them together and, like, made yeah. their lives better just by being around. And, right. You know, <laughs> some of it inadvertent probably, but, yeah. you know. And it's unlike other movies where he kind of saves Christmas on a very small scale mm-hmm. just in this movie. It's the miracle that happened on 34th Street that one time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's not a huge everyone's Christmas was saved. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He still goes out and does his thing yep. at the end. Exactly. But they're like, oh, do you want to come over for dinner tonight? And he's like, I can't. It's Christmas Eve. And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, right. that's right. We just proved you're Santa Claus. So yeah, have I fun. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why aren't you leaving like right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hope you guys enjoyed that list. Yes. Yeah. Since there are hundreds of movie Santas, we had some honorable mentions. We're just going to mention these Santa yeah. Clauses. Yeah. And what we think about them. So, there's Santa Claus from the Polar Express in 2004. Yeah. And I I thought, I felt like it would be good to mention him. He was one of the first ones that popped into my head because, you know, we don't see very much of him, but the audience has get enough of him to know that he's a very classic version of Santa Claus. Yes, extremely. He's, I like, I like his style. He doesn't have like the suit; it's a robe. Yes, yes. I, I really yeah. like the very old school robe type he likes stuff. Likes to be comfy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he appears at a very pivotal moment of the movie. It's very like a pretty much the climax of the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, is when Santa appears at the end, and he is voiced by Tom Hanks. Yes, which yeah. he voices like that's Multiple, the Polar Express like, is Tom so Hanks voices. the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think three yeah. or four characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of characters in that movie. There's Scott Calvin from The Santa Claus in 1994, hey. played by Tim Allen. <laughs> Classic. Yes. No other than Tim Allen. And I bet you a lot of people thought that we would have this character on our list. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. We would bet. And we did not have, why didn't we, guys? Do you guys, uh, why you didn't? Know, I love this movie. You know, I, <laughs> I saw it a lot as a kid, mm-hmm. but he's just, he's not a good Santa. He doesn't embody yeah. what Santa truly not is first, the good aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Near the end of it, you know, he's a lot more Santa like. Yeah. But I feel like just the mere fact that he inherited the role because he accidentally killed somebody makes me yeah. feel like he's not exactly into the spirit of Christmas as much yeah. as these other Santa Clauses. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. definitely didn't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely a great honorable mention. This is a movie a lot of people love. Yeah. I think this movie is absolutely batshit insane. <laughs> uh, it's fun. So, it's an entertaining movie. It is very. So are the sequels. Yeah. Oh, Crazy. Yes. It, this is. What a wild concept. I love, you know, the Santa Claus. I love that. I yes. think that's cute. It's definitely original. Yes, and interesting. But again, wild but, movie. Just, <sighs> man. So there's Father Christmas, who appears in The Snowman in 1982 at the very end. And he got his own special in 1991, which was just called Father Christmas. Oh, yeah. 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 He's kind of a grumpier Santa Claus, but in a, in a cute curmudgeon kind of way. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and he appears at the very end of the snowman. He's not there for very long, but he's still very sweet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing him is really heartwarming. And so we were like, well, we want to mention him. 
So then there was Willie T. Stokes from Bad Santa in 2003, and this was another Twitter suggestion by The Lazy Stoic. So thank you so much for suggesting that. Yes. I think this is a great suggestion. Very funny, very offbeat, and very different than the (laughs) other movies that we put on the list. Absolutely different. Oh, my gosh. But this movie is very funny. Yeah. I know a lot of people love this one. Yes. Pretty darn And, you know, I'm a little bit of a sucker for Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. (laughs) True. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, uh, Bad Santa. If you guys, I don't know if you guys are you guys familiar with that movie. I haven't yeah. seen it, but I know a lot of people like I it. I think I saw it a, a while ago. And yeah. It's, yeah, pretty hilarious. He kind of fleeces people. You know, he plays yeah. Santa at the mall and then steals the sto- steals from the store at night. I think. Yeah, is the essential it's, the essential gist of the yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Then we have Noel from. Noel in 2019. Hey, another 2019 yeah. movie. Oh. A little bit newer. This one is also pretty different from the other ones. This is a very different. This is yeah. the only female Santa it on our list. It is. You know, I really like this movie. It's very heartwarming mm-hmm. and yeah. just a nice. And it's it's got its funny bits. Yeah. Like, it's just so cute. The premise essentially is that this girl, she is the daughter of Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And her brother is supposed to take over as Santa because their their father has died. And he's played by Bill Hader and he it's just too much for him. So he runs off, he hides. Mm. <laughs> and she goes to get him. Yeah. And in the process of going to get him, she realizes that really she should have taken over yeah. as Santa Claus. But, you know, she has this really it's you know, she's like, Well, I can't because I'm a woman. I can't be. Yeah, I mean, she's been told that her whole life, essentially. Yeah. It's like, right. oh, well, your brother Nick's gonna be Santa yeah. because he's the right. boy. It wasn't even a question. He's gonna, yeah. Yeah. He, it just was tradition, you is, know? Yeah. Is she the older sibling? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. But, you know, she just inherited all of the Santa right. qualities. Right. Yeah. And it's just very clear to the audience as you're watching it, like, oh my god, like, she should do it. <laughs> But it's her. But it, it's on. just because the tradition is so strong. Yeah. It's just this fight. And, you know, just this uh, very strong kind of imposter syndrome, being very scared that if she did take it over, people wouldn't find her valid as Santa Claus because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. So it's a very sweet movie. I really like it. Then next we have Nick from Fred Claus in 2007. <laughs> it's another comedy. Yeah. Played by Paul Giamatti. Yeah. When this came out, it was kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah. It's like, the, the most hilarious movie of the holiday. You know, <laughs> This Christmas, Fred Claus. Every year, it's there's like, always one. Yeah. There's always the yep. most hilarious movie of the holiday. Yeah. It's got Vince Vaughn yes. as the brother. It's a very Vince Vaughn movie. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think Paul Giamatti has, he's a pretty good Santa Claus. He gets pretty frustrated with his brother. I think the the dynamic of seeing Santa Claus get annoyed by a sibling mm-hmm. is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Another sibling one like Noel. Yeah. In a way. <laughs> yes. All right. Next, we have Santa Claus from Elf from 2003. Yeah. Played by Ed Asner. And he's just a very sweet Santa, you yeah. know. He, I think he appears very little in this movie as well. All right, and our final one it, for the night is going to be Santa Claus from A Christmas Story in 1983. <laughs> yes, played a, by Jeff Gillen. I think a, a this classic. is classic. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people love ho ho ho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a very, very yeah. warped, weird Santa. Yeah, yeah. And I love the 
you know, <laughs> this one's funny. The perspective of it is he's this little boy and this whole ordeal to see Santa is yeah. frankly terrifying. <laughs> you know, being. Yes. Yeah. You're like up on this. Yes. I, There's this crowded mall. There's all these people around. He gets up there. He, can, he can't even get out what he wants to say <laughs> because he's either starstruck or just so, so anxious. <laughs> And, you know, then he basically just gets kicked down the slide <laughs> to land in a, you know, pile of whatever that is. Cotton I balls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole situation is so scary and I love it because it's just such a weird, surrealistic idea of yeah. visiting Santa Claus <laughs> as a child. So, yeah, because I remember going as a kid and not being really, really comfortable with yeah. the whole Santa Claus thing. Yeah. Right. Just because I'm just a shy person in general. So then, like, the spotlight's on you. What do you want for Christmas? Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking, right. I took it so seriously. Oh Being gosh. in line, I was like, okay, you gotta think of one thing. You gotta think of one thing. Don't uh, forget that yeah, one Yeah, don't forget Come it. On. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this is a very funny Santa. Yes. yes. Maybe you believe in Santa Claus, and maybe you don't. Maybe you call him by a different name. Maybe you think he's a person, and maybe you think he's the spirit of Christmas. No matter how you feel about the character, these Santas can all teach us something about humanity. You don't need magic, or sleigh, or millions of helpers to be Santa Claus for someone. As long as humans continue to use their abilities to make others happy, the spirit of Santa Claus will always endure. And that is what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Wait. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold up. What? <laughs> I don't know if listeners know this, but uh, I write yes. the conclusion, and I thought that would be pretty funny to make yes. Adam say that, because he yes. didn't know that was coming. He had so. no idea. <laughs> pretty, I, I knew. I was clear. Pretty great. So. Yeah, he didn't know. Because I write them, and they don't usually see them till we record, so. Yes. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Good one. I was I like, how it. do I end this so that it's not cheesy as hell? And I was yeah. like, ooh, I know. Very good. <laughs> that is going to be a case closed. Woo! All yeah. right. Okay. Christmas time. Yeah. Christmas time. <laughs> but before we go, we'd like to thank our patrons. Yay. Joel, John, Jacob, Jacqueline, JD, Anthony, Shelly, Linda, Bob, Carlos, and Jaren. Yay! Thank you all very much. Thank you all for Yay. being there for us. We yes. really appreciate yes, it. Yes, we appreciate it. And if you would like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash blackcasediaries. You can also buy some popcorn if you feel like it at buymeacoffee.com slash blackcasediary. And thank you to all who support us, whether it be through listening, telling a friend, or donating. Thank Yay. you very much. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate yes. it. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you next time. Yeah, yeah. we hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.